Welcome to Growing Up Fire with Jamie Coots. Seahawk, it is our commitment to you that you have complete access to the top professionals, industry experts, and products for your fire service. We stand by the service and products we provide. We are proud of our past, and we are constantly listening to our customers and exploring new ways to bring better options to the fire service. This is Seahawk. High level, safety, service, security. Please visit our website at www.seahawkservice.ca or give us a call at 1-888-791-4210. All right, welcome to Growing Up Fire, Season 2, Episode 19. I'm here at Chestermere Fire, cruising through the whole, uh, all the shifts to try and get everybody a, a look at who you guys are. Everyone always asks me who I work with, and you guys are like uh, characters in a book that I'm always writing. So um, so we got Quinn, Derek, Brant, and Nick uh, with us tonight. Thanks for showing up, boys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Having us. Trying to get out of it with a late rescue. So appreciate you sticking around and uh, doing this with us. Uh, so we're going to start over with Quinn, right? And uh, we're going to start with when did you know you wanted to be a firefighter? Well, I don't have the traditional burly style where I knew from day one, from dressing birth. up as <laughs> dressing up as a fire <laughs> fire truck. But uh, <laughs> I was um, back on the island, and I actually was just doing construction and was working on a job for probably a week straight on this this wall doing the siding out in the blistering sun. The torch on guys were down working on the foundation and started the wall on fire. So my buddy showed up, he was working for the fire department and all the boys came over and ripped apart all my work, sprayed water everywhere, gave some <laughs> high fives and ass slaps and went back to the, the hall and I'm like, left me to rebuild everything. I want that job. <laughs> yeah, I got the wrong job here. So that's kind of where I started and now I'm here. Now I get to do that. Nice. Smile every time I go and prefer someone else's work. Yeah. It actually, now that I've been to a few fires and that smile that he has, I know where that comes from. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thought you were maybe a bit sadistic, but you're not. You're just thinking of that. Oh, there, there's that the too. And, <laughs> I like to help people. Then he drops a flyer off after. He yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, Derek, it's your turn. What, uh, what did you know? It, same as Quinn, where it was like later in life, I, I'm not one of those people that grew up, it was like, oh, firefighter that fire. It was um, probably my early 20s, I was in business school and I just hated it. I'm like, I don't want to work in a cubicle like this. This sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. And I knew some guys that were, they got in the fire department and they're like, this is the best job in the world. You're basically like, you cook clean, you go do cool shit and that's it. Like you get time off. It's the dream right I was like oh that sounds cool so looking into more and more and more and then applied to volunteer departments and went through that whole process and was like yeah this is for me because the way I grew up was my dad was the type of person where there's ducks running across the road like he's stopping traffic to help them like he's just that kind of person that helps and gives and gives and gives and that kind of is the way I try to live my life too and that's what this job is is just giving giving so it's a perfect fit right yeah that's Little duck saver. The ducks. Like yeah. that. I yeah, like that too. Yeah. Ducks informing you that you make it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Don't tell me that. Yeah, that's sad. I might not sleep tonight. Brad, how old are you? Uh, I would have been 
a young boy, but it was for very personal reasons. I kept it pretty close to myself. Uh, my oldest brother was in, involved in a rollover incident where he got really, really close to being paralyzed from the neck down. And I just remember in, in the hospital that they're talking about how the firefighters did such a good job. And yeah, sorry. No, that's <laughs> time right. I tell this. Yeah, those are those are those ones where uh, it sneaks up on you, right? Yeah. You, you hear the stories and you, you see everything your brother has to go through, and then yeah, it's uh, maybe starts out. I want to give back a little bit, and then turns into oh wow, this is a pretty cool job, and just yeah. starts to grow and it, go it from tr- there. truly took off. I always kind of never really announced it to the world that that's what I wanted to do. Just kept it close to me, but yeah, my brother is a hero of mine. He wore a halo for six months and then went off to make uh, Team Alberta basketball team and just after like all after that. all that. So, Good for him. Wow, yeah, okay. he's a he's a big fight trooper. Story, right? He's a trooper, yeah. yeah that's so awesome. that's my reason. Wow. Not that this is a contest, but he's winning. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Sorry, pass. Well, yeah. 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 For me, I just I was personal training at the Calgary Winter Club, and later on in life, like these other guys, and uh, there was a lieutenant that worked at Calgary, and he was, I knew over the years, and he just kept on working on me. He's like, "Oh man, you should, you know, we need guys like you at the fire service to come and give it a shot." He's like, "Oh, you know, I, I don't have the training." Guys like you. <laughs> uh, good-looking guys, obviously. <laughs> Specimens. Specimens. Really. You can't tell this, but over the radio, like he's a he's a voice for the podcast. Yeah, yeah right. Or a yeah. face for the podcast. Yeah, well. Voice of angel. Wow. <laughs> voice of angel. Face. I got podcast. a face for radio, but Nick actually has one for TV. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, yeah, he just started working on me, and then you know, after a few years of doing you know six days a week, twelve-hour days training you just like oh, maybe i'll give this fire thing a shot and then you know you get a couple good calls and the more and more you do this job the more and more you realize how awesome this job is and how lucky we are to do it can i flex for that like, so? <laughs> you, you all can't see that but i was taking their picture so we almost had like a complete standstill because these guys all had to pose down so <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> <Arms> off. <laughs> okay, this is D shift. Don't forget everyone. <laughs> so the you know the story how to get here is always so different for everybody, right? And and I mean these stories are just it really shows you how different it is for everybody. Sometimes you know you were talking about Austin who was on a couple weeks ago. Um, you know when he was like born into it, I guess. Um, I got drunk at the wrong party and said yes, and so I'm a firefighter. <laughs> they, uh, although, you know, like my mom would tell you that I, when I was playing the little cars when I was a little kid, all the fire trucks and the police cars were first up, right? So um, I always thought it was a deuce of hazard car, but it's not going to call my mom yeah, a liar yeah. she listens yeah. to me, so yeah. you win, mom, sorry. So it's, it's really a different experience, and I think that that's, for me, as I travel across the country and I talk to everyone at all these different fire halls, I love to hear that story for every single person, right? It might be really personal, like Brant's. It might be, uh, I know a firefighter, you know, like you guys. It might just be, well, you know, that's part of how I was brought up, and I just seemed like a job that I could fit that in. And I think there's a little bit of each one of those stories, probably for each one of us, when you look back, right? It's always interesting to see how a firefighter got to be a firefighter, right? Once we get here, we know. This is a great job, mm-hmm. right? Um, but getting here is a little different. So that's what we're going to talk about next is, um, you know, your first little while being a firefighter, right? And, and so, again, it's always a little overwhelming, 
right? I'm a little nerve-wracking. And you're always coming from something like Nick's a trainer, Quinn's a carpenter. You know, you're coming from something where you're probably really good at what you do, and now you're going to be a firefighter. And on your first day, you're not as good being a firefighter as you were at your other job, right? So we'll go reverse this time. We'll start with Nick. And what, what was your first few shifts, first few months like when you started being a firefighter? So how I started in the service is kind of unique. So, you know, I, I first up, the guy finally got to me. PG show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The guy finally got me and I applied for Calgary, got turned down for whatever reason and I started looking around the surrounding areas and Rocky View was hiring firefighters to kind of groom, right? They didn't have any 1001 training or anything like that so I applied and got a position. My first shift was in Balzac and they had a little farmhouse at the time, they didn't even have a station then and I think the first shift there we didn't get any calls. My job was to kill flies that were flying around the house. And I was like, mate, you leave at the end of 24 hours, you're like, is this really what I want to do? Is this like what firefighting is about? I mean, I'm the best fly killer down, but still. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I got six. But then my next shift was here in Chestermere. We started getting calls. There's this minor medical stuff. And, and then that night at 2 a.m., three house fires went up in Topaz Gate. And then I remember just leaving at the end of that day. I'm like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> There's no question the after that. The first fire, eh? That's yeah. like setting the hook. Oh, yeah, we yeah. got this guy. Reel him in. Yeah, and then like, all I did was change bottles and gopher, and it was like this being on scene and seeing everybody work, and it's yeah, like once, this, this once is Once you this, see this, people's yeah. faces, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's that adrenaline rush for the first bit, and then like, you're scared, you're excited, you're all those emotions, and then, yeah, driving home, and you're still shaking, and it's like, all right. This is how do I how do I get this? Yeah, <laughs> where, 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 how fast can I get my ten legs now and get on the get on the truck? It's true. That's how we get you for sure. Brad, uh, got started and all. Finally, like worked up the money to pay to go to school and get the ten ones and all that. And it was actually kind of like, where can I apply? I tried Calgary, uh, didn't work out with Calgary, and then we were down hitting golf balls just south of Calgary. Me and my dad. And we were at this range, and this truck pulls up, it's a fire truck, it says Foothills Fire on it. And I'm like, where's that? And it's just across the road. So we went over there, and they were actually had an intake and put in there. Got lucky enough to get my foot in the door as a part-timer. And then from there, it was just new ever since. First call was a cardiac arrest, and you're like, whoa. Welcome to fire. Yeah, welcome to firefighting. You know how to do CPR. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, that was very interesting. And then finally got through here and just blessed every day to be here. Nice. Wow. Looking right up there. You guys get nervous? You're next. So. Derek, how were you? What was it like? Um, mine was good. I did, so I started the volunteer route. I went to Texas, got my 10 ones because it was just the quickest. I was like, oh, I'll get some experience to the volunteer system. So lucky enough to get in, uh, there's a place nearby. I applied there. They're like, ah, you're just out of the range of the volunteer response. We have a secondary program we're starting where it's like, you come later on and you help out on scene. And I was like, sure, whatever. I'll, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. I won't name it because they, they let me do something that they probably shouldn't have let me do. I'll, I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> so this place, they they were awesome. Super nice, really friendly guys. 
but they would let me respond to scene. So not supposed to respond to scene, but they'd let me do it because they'd respond to Chessmer a lot of the time. And that's where I live, right? So I'd often be here and my personal vehicle showed up just standing there with my gear on and be like, hey, hey guys, it's, it's me, it's me. Um, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> there was a fire on the other side of Chesmere, a cemetery, this big outbuilding went up on flames and I was first one on scene. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sitting there with my radio, just like shaking, EMS is there just staring at me like, who is this clown? Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm, I'm on the radio, like trying to pick the right channel, like, oh God, uh, like trying to respond. Cause it's, it was just out of range of what they could get. So they're getting little clips. They're like, who is this on the radio? Like what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Hello friends, this a, is Derek. There's a building on fire, yeah. There's a building on fire, ah. And like two large, like large propane cylinders right beside it. So I'm just standing there like, oh, I should probably back up. And like, you know, like, so I got, I was like, all right, so where's the security guy? And the security's looking at me like, what do, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, just go tell the fire truck where to go and I'll follow you in and stuff. And so that was pretty cool. Cause they let me go on air and like, there was a coward guy there. So he showed me around and pulled ceiling and just do all the overall and stuff so that was a pretty cool experience and yeah pretty blessed with that yeah hashtag blessed yeah, hashtag blessed <laughs> well you're not wrong yeah for me i uh i just went to jibc got all my fire certs made my way back to alberta to work ended up applying here and got on part-time for the first year and a half i think and then got full-time couldn't cut it. Beautiful Alberta. I do. <laughs> yeah, I applied for Calgary, didn't make that cut, and then yeah, ended up getting on here part time, just trying to get my foot in the door, and ended up working out, getting a full time spot here. That's starting to sound like if you can't uh, get on in Calgary, you just <laughs> come, come, here. Here. <laughs> come on out here. And <laughs> well, you guys are giving me a complex. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah, for my one of my first calls, probably I think as we had one of the bigger grass fires out in Rocky View. I got thrown on the tender and first time driving that no idea where I was going so go over drop the boys off and they're like hey yeah let's go go over here and fill up I'm like oh yeah I no idea where that is but I'm just like yeah sure sounds good <laughs> so I'm cru cruising down the road and going down the wrong way and of course there's like the the news is out there so you see me just cruising down and filming and then a couple minutes later, you see me cruising back the other way. No water on the trucks a little. <laughs> oh man, he's great at his job. Dumbass cruising around. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, the initial yeah. initial calls yeah. are always uh, the learning what, curve. What's the one that hooked you? Not long after that, we had a good house fire. It's any any structure fire. Okay. It's always. The but yeah, I think I was a couple of weeks on, got a good structure fire. Yeah, it seems to be the one, right? Everybody's story is kind of similar as far as that goes. Grant, did you tell us what hooked you? You said you went to a cardiac early, but <laughs> no. When, when did we have you for sure? Oh, that's a tough one. Just, I don't know. It was around the hall, I think. It wasn't necessarily oh, the call. Right, it was just the, the, the camaraderie. Just the, just the people and the way everyone interacts with each other. Just station life. You just knew you kind of felt like second home. Just came right in the D shift, everything was all good, just like it was the second home, right? Yep. Feels good not to fit in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the other shifts are just dying and oh, yeah. in here now. Right? Okay, so so we know we got the golden ticket. We know these jobs are awesome, right? We know that uh, we're lucky to have these jobs, right? You've all had other jobs before these jobs. What do you tell people when they ask you what it's like? 
just think of kind of like one sentence or a few words that when your buddies, when your families ask you what it's like, what, what do you say to them? Let's go Derek first. I'm pressure Derek. That's here. right. I always try to describe it as like, no call is ever the same. So you know how you go in the office job, it's the same thing, same routine every day. And, and we sure we have our routines here, but no call is ever the same. And it's up to you to solve that, right? Like you're a professional problem solver. They called you because they need your help. It's going to be different every single time you go there. You're going to follow the same stuff when you go there usually, but it's up to you to figure that out, right? And it's, for me, I love that challenge and that creativity where it's like, okay, well, how can I solve this problem or how can I fix this? How can I help this, right? And that's usually what I try to describe is like the variety it entails and just what you're able to accomplish and that feeling after you accomplish it, right? The professional problem solver. That's yeah. what I heard. That's not bad. All right, Brent, your turn. Yeah. Kind of similar. Life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. It's true. I mean Derek it put is. it way better, right? So just leave it out what he said, man. We're gonna make the cap go last. Quinn, you're next. Tim Stoosh. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna take a pass. Wow. I always like I grew up playing a lot of sports, so I always I tell people it's just like it's like hanging out in the dressing room. Like you always have that fun joking around and stuff, and then all of a sudden tones drop, and now you go to work and you're doing something that's meaningful and worthwhile. Right? You're not just you know going to play a game or something like that. You're going to because somebody's having a bad day. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. It's something new every day. Being with people, like guys, it's a team. It's the ultimate team. Yeah. Sport. It, it is like I I grew right? up playing like, sports too, and it's like the closest thing you can get to being a professional athlete without being a professional athlete. Right. The same. Oh no, no, you're a professional athlete. No, you're just gonna sit there and look good. Hey, all right, all right. We're gonna make you go first on this one then. What uh when you talk to your wife, yeah, what does she think of you being a firefighter? I think she likes it. She she likes what we do. She likes that I'm happy here. Um I think I think that fam that brings it back to family life too and if you are happy here you're happy at home and and i think what we stand for is important good role models for our kids and nice wow, wow. oh yeah that's a, they gotta, <laughs> i'm not gonna go, go first <laughs> all right brian you're gonna go next <laughs> i was like uh ditto. <laughs> no my my wife she has her fears whenever we get kind of crazier calls she's like wow i wish you wouldn't have told me that because that sounds terrifying but she knows how well. You take your phone out. Yeah. <laughs> how well trained we. How well trained we are, and just that we are good at what we do, and we all have each other's backs. And she just, she loves that there is kind of a second family here as well, and she's tight with all the wives on the crew, and we all hang out together. And she. So, so let's that. go. Your kids are a little older, and so is Derek's, right? So you guys can decide who's going to go next. But what what's it like when you, your kids talk to you about being a firefighter? Well, my, mine can barely talk. Like the one, she she just loves, um, she just loves coming to visit the fire hall at any random time. She'll be like, "Can we go visit Dad at the fire hall today?" And that's about all she says. And then the other one, he's got a picture of a fire truck in his room, framed. He's being raised Austin. Eh? Well, I'm not gonna go so far. <laughs> but basically, the first word out of his mouth when he wakes up is like "fire truck," and that's yeah. like all he can say. And that's it. Nice. So, 
It's yeah. not that different than Derek. No. Yeah. <laughs> or Austin. <laughs> Limited vocabulary. Austin. Love you, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Fire truck. It's pretty cool. Like they, it's funny. So my wife is a firefighter as well. So they get that complete immersion of fire. So when we're talking about grass fires and all that stuff, they'll be like, did you fight a grass fire today, dad? Like, do you have pictures of a fire? Did you help? Blah, blah, blah. So they like, they love it. Like they, pretty cool experience. The other couple, probably a month ago, there's a car accident in front of us. So not cool for them, obviously, but like, I was like, oh, crap, like pretty bad head on collision on Stony. And so I'm like, all right, I pull over because one car smoking, it was like a cab over and pretty messed up on the front and I'm like all right guys you're safe like just stay in the car stay here and like went up did my thing helped whatever come back and Mark was out of her seat and she's like I took pictures like what were you doing like just wanted to know about it like what were you helping them I'm like yeah so I, I kind of sat down I was like yeah so what mommy and I do is we help people and like that doesn't just that's not limited to the fire hall like that's everywhere we go and you have a responsibility if you can help someone and it's safe to do so you're gonna help someone yeah so it was like one of those it was pretty cool yeah it was pretty cool to kind of get that in there they love it like they i don't think have gotten to the stage where they understand the dangers of it necessarily but they'll get there and we'll work through that right comes with time yeah how about you nick what does your wife think uh, she's a lot like Quinn, like she, uh, or Quinn's wife, like she <laughs> likes it. <laughs> when she comes over and visits, she always says, no, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Quinn's, <laughs> my wife likes it, like, the fact that I'm happy. She thinks it's like, you, you got a job that you love to do and, you know, it's very rare in this world. And, but she also likes, you know, telling her friends, like, oh, my husband's a firefighter and, you know, you always have that. People are like, oh, your husband helps people? Like, that's, you know, I think she likes hearing that. But Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but she, you know, she has those fears because she does watch those stupid Ladder 19 shows and Chicago <laughs> Fire and stuff. But she, she comes by and it's like, oh, this one. The Chicago something. This firefighter got hurt because they did this. It's like, we would never do that. Don't yeah. watch this show. That's stupid. What was it? Chicago. What was that? Second like a, word. Was <laughs> that Chicago something? Chicago. Obviously, she doesn't watch Hellfire here. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> That's too much, Aquin. Too much? Just enough. Just enough. Just enough. All right. All right. The good, the bad, the ugly. So you get to pick the good, the bad, or the ugly, or all three, or all whatever you want to talk. But this job brings up lots of different things for lots of different people, and, and it's different for all of us. You know, you could go to Station 1 downtown Calgary. It competes for busiest engine in the entire country, right? With Toronto and, and other places. So uh, here it's a little bit slower, right? But we still get a lot of calls, a lot of crazy variety here, right? And so the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll get, you get to go first this time, Nick, because you went last last time. So what uh, what do you like the most or hate the most or what are the ugly parts Please. of the job? I'll go with the ugly. I'll just to kind of let these other guys talk about the good. But the ugly is obviously... Whenever you can relate to the people you're going to go try to help, right? Like when if there's a kids, you know, I got a young kid. If I have to deal with a young kid, if there's a family, a family guy now, right? Like any type of that, that's the ugly side that you don't like, and it's tough to come back and decompress after that when you can kind of see yourself in their shoes. It relates to your life yeah. far too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like when you first start, you're single and you don't have any kids. You could kind of do anything, right? And then all of a sudden, the other pieces of your life start to yeah. come into the job. No question. Quinn, you want to go next? Sure. 
Let's see. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is his good answer already. No, it's Bradster. I'll go ugly as well. I mean, you're you're helping people in their very worst moments sometimes, and just having to like connect and have that empathy to be able to help them out, but then also disconnect and not maybe know what happens in their stories is, is that can be very hard. But yeah, yeah it's. Uh... It's funny because people always ask, right? What was it like? Yeah, what's the worst? Know, like the worst calls I've been to, and, and people are always like, "Well, what was that like?" Yeah. Let me relive well, that for you. Explain to you some people. Yeah. How am I going to explain that to you? Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. half a town burned down. How, how am I going to tell you what that was like? Like, it's not. I could go tell firefighters all day. We could talk about this, and you would fully understand. Anywhere that I went in the world, if there was a firefighter, they would understand what I'm talking about. But to just talk to the regular folks, it's hard for them to to get what it's like to have to see that stuff and be part of that world, right? So, all right, Derek. I'll, I'll do like a mix of the good and the bad, <laughs> you know, because we need some good. It is tough. Like you go, you'll go to 10 codes in a row and like they won't go well. It's you, it's your job to do what you do. And like it, at the end of the day is your job. You can only control what you can control, right? But that one time when you're able to bring that person back and make that difference, right? And you see that family and see them walking in the hospital after and see that effect that you have on their lives. Like it's pretty huge to be able to make that much of an impact on someone's life and, you know, make that difference. It does suck, but I, and Wes said it on the last, on the other podcast of like the good well outweigh that bad by far. And you just got to look at those good pieces, right? And remember those good things that you did and how that kind of will lead you through. It, it's a good thing that it does. Eh? Like yeah. One good thing outweighs 20 yeah. bad things. And I think yeah. in this job, it's a darn good thing that yeah, that you need that. that way. Yeah, you, need that. you know, you go, there's those dark times, right? Where you're just like, shut out, shut out, shut out, shut out, shut out. And you're like, I, I need something. Give me a little win. There's so much good. I mean, there's a million things you can pick to talk about to get. There's very few bad things. And, and then, I mean, sadly, I, I get it. Like, Ugly is a part of what we do here, right? But like tonight is a good example for me, right? It's a good thing. The boat breaks down, no one's gonna die, but you get to go out there and help these people get off the lake. And you know, you all come back, big smiles, and you know, a few jokes to tell, and it is what it is, right? So those parts are cool. All right, so Chestermere, it's it's a special place. I have a hard time explaining to people what it is that uh, we do here and the, and all of the different things. Like this is a real universal place. You've got to be a Swiss Army knife to work here. You know, there's only four people minimum staffing, and there's seven trucks to pick from. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, it, it could be anything. For you, Quinn, what makes this place special? Is yeah, like you say, you have to be able to do all. You don't know what's coming at you. You don't have specialty crews. You don't have any call that comes in. You better be trained up and ready to go. And and yeah, there's no hazmat team. Yeah. There's no water rescue yeah. team. There's like and that's how you get with these small halls. And and that's kind of what drew me to a smaller department, anyways, yeah. is being able to be more of a jack of all trades. To you're not a number here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. Go ahead, Nick. Just the people that drew me here. Kept me, that keep me here and stuff like that. The people I get to work with, the community I get to serve. Like the the main reason why I chose Chestmere over all the other departments is because of the people I get to work with. Every single day they're 
they're my second family and you know I get along really well there's no assholes there's no you know I don't feel like it, this is the same as your one-on-one no but it, it's true though it's the yeah. people that work here that why I wake up in the morning and come here every day like it's that's one of the main forces and the other one is being able to serve this community of chessmen it's a nice tight-knit community you get to go in the public you get to go do block parties you get to go to the beach handle freezies and you know kids love to see you when you roll by and it is pretty different fun. eh? yeah it's, yeah it's a different aspect that whole beach thing they got going on there all right brad i guess just to elaborate on how we got so many things that we need to be ready for but it's so special here because you get all these different guys that are all great guys everyone has their strengths but like you can come together and everyone can you can solve any of those problems that get thrown our way just because the group we have here and the group of people is very special yeah it's pretty it is cool I, i've seen in the last you know the nine months of work here some crazy calls and and uh you know my other friends my other fire friends and, and family and people that uh, listen to this and and stuff will, will always be like why do they do that with four people I was like, yeah, good question. I'm going to have water. Here. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. The math's no good lots of times, right? Um, but I think it's just having to be. I am kind of used to working with that smaller crews that just got to work it out, right? Professional problem solver. Professional like problem solver. Right? Yeah. So, how about you, Derek? What's, what's so special about Justin? I think for me, my perspective is pretty unique because I was basically born and raised here, right? So, it's it's pretty cool to be able to go into these people homes where like you know them like I grew up and I know these people and so one in ten people like it's a good chance I know who they are and family relatives and all that stuff yeah truck or two so it's just for me it's cool to kind of give back and just um, work with those people that you kind of see around town right be part of the community this guy gave out raisins we're not helping yeah, yeah. Screw yeah. this guy <laughs> apples popcorn <laughs> ball yeah, yeah. king size chocolate bars good guy yeah. good <laughs> It is true to be in your own hometown and to be doing the job is pretty cool. Acres Emergency Vehicles, a message from our community. A person who is risking his or her life to save the lives and properties of others deserves something as reliable as an Acres Emergency Vehicle. This is our mission, to thank these people with the best gift we can, our best effort. Our commitment includes a firefighter-driven design, manufacturing integrity, personal and professional service. We are here to serve. We guarantee personal and professional service every step of the way. Acres Emergency Vehicles, built for a life of service. Please visit our website at www.acresev.ca. All right, top skills. So this is the part of the podcast that always goes the worst because firefighters <laughs> are so humble and they don't like to talk about themselves and they don't like to talk about their own fire service and, and all of those things. But I'm giving you a special pass. People can't see me giving it to you right now, but I'm giving you a special <laughs> pass. This is not a hall pass. Don't, don't do that. This is just a special pass that you're allowed to talk about yourself and, and actually um, tell us the things that you're good at, right? And so the question is... What are your top skills? What trucks, equipment, tools, classroom sessions that you teach? You know, what's your thing? And we all have it, whether we like to admit it or not. 
we all have one thing that we're really good at. You know, for me in my career, I would say at different times was different things, but I was really proud of my pump operating skills through the time. Um, I've had some luck being an incident commander at different things at different sizes of events. So it kind of changed as I went through. But uh, for you guys, Derek gets to go first this time because he hasn't got to go first for a while. But what's your top skill? Where do you shine the brightest in the fire service? I think my knowledge of the lake is unique, right? Because born again, born and raised here. Like you talk about water rescue, like I know that lake. That's I grew up on that lake. I've quoted that lake, walked that lake, boated that lake. So I know that thing inside and out. I know where houses are. I know how that sea well, runs. Yeah. 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 So yeah. During the yeah. So they <laughs> they drain the lake for those of you that don't know. <laughs> so it freezes over. So working with both the marine apparatus, like I'm fairly dialed in with those, and, and just knowing the area, I'm pretty pretty good with that. Nice. Yeah. All right. Hard to step there. in for Derek. He's be like training too. Like he's pretty knowledgeable with all of his skills and it's pretty solid training and <laughs> training the old shift thing eh? gonna, that's the nicest thing yeah. quinn has yeah. ever said <laughs> about yeah. 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 all right quinn now we're going to talk about you and obviously Derek's going to step in so <laughs> that's all right that's it no i just i'd be more hands-on i think i'm pretty good mechanically so that's kind of where i have always shine the most I guess and able to problem solve if, if there's anything mechanical going wrong and, and also running equipment yeah I, I again too I always like think of guys like you when you're when the house is on fire and we're thinking of the structure of the house and how it's going and how it's you know and when it, we finally put it out should we go in there shouldn't we go in there you know I think you always look to the carpenter guys to go understand what yeah. do you think right like, yeah. if <laughs> you're like I'm not can going I in there no house, baby, yeah. none of us are going it's in there yeah, but if you're like, follow me. There, like that <laughs> it's all good, right? Yeah. So, okay. Brent? Everybody knows that I'm the, the nerdy organized one on the shift. So, yeah, I would just say I know how to take a problem and pick it right apart. And even if I have no idea how to solve it, I know that I can figure out whatever comes across my plate. And, yeah, I'd call that my strength. Superpowers my superpowers being a nerd. <laughs> I'll admit it. Oh, yeah, Every yeah, shift needs like, one. There's tons of fans that are like, finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what's your superpower? Okay, nothing. I don't think. <laughs> uh, Come on, Nick. I think one one of the strengths I have is just my knowledge of the body. So, like for medical calls, I think I like I'm not medically trained, like a paramedic or anything, but I kind of I, I understand what kind of going on in a lot of these these situations. Growing up, being a team guy, I, I think I get along with most people around here. I don't nice. have any really butt Nick, heads with a lot of people. Nick's got a teaching background. We'll talk nice about him now since he can't do it for himself. <laughs> well, if we got tours or kids in, like Nick's phenomenal at talking with people in the community and kind of making them feel welcome and, and just kind of making us all look better just because. He was because. A, a white cap whisperer the other day. Yeah, he was. Really yeah. He was in love with you. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Thought some of those grandmas were gonna take you home. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for sure. I, I, uh, you know, it's funny that you talked about the body, like being a trainer. I, I used to work with a guy named Johan Vanderness. That's uh, he's an occupational therapist and, and still works in the medical field. He's a captain. The things that he could tell you, right? Like, there's the doctor, there's the nurse, there's the paramedics, 
And then there's these people that work with the body all the time, right? And uh, he would talk about, you know, that injury and how you rehab it and all of these things. And we'd all be like, what the? <laughs> we don't really think fast put him in the ambulance, but he could really think a problem through. So I get, it actually is yeah, kind of a superpower sure. to have that knowledge and be able to, to do those things. So that's cool. All right. We're on to the uh, craziest thing that you've had a chance to do. So again, this is, doesn't have to be like the nastiest, gnarliest stuff. It doesn't have to be the, could be the coolest, the funnest, the, you know, what are the things that really stick out in your mind? Right? I obviously have some monster ones like Fort McMurray and Slave Lake fires, but I have lots of other, and, and I'll go first again and give you an example. And I wasn't even on this call. I was the boss and I stayed at the fire hall and a little kid's leg was stuck in a bike. And so they went there and they got the tools out and they had to cut his bike all apart. And when they got back, we're like, oh man, you know, like it, he luckily wasn't hurt that bad, but he was pretty upset about his bike. And so we all sat there and formulated a plan to get this kid a new bike and take it there the next day with a helmet and the, the new bike and all of that stuff, right? And so we figure out the money, we get the bike and, and uh, go back and get this little guy um, a new bike. That to me is just like one of those things that really sticks out. It's like we got to do the saving part, right? We got to get do the consoling the mom part and then we got to go back and do the really fun, happy, exciting part, right? So for me, although I've been to lots of things, it's funny what sticks in your mind as, as something that's kind of pretty awesome. All right, Nick, you're going first. <laughs> He's looking at us all, and we're all looking away like, oh, God. I, don't know, I think one of the ones that always sticks out in my mind is when we went interior on, like, the first time we went interior on a, a house fire, went in with a, a, a guy that's pre-seasoned. He works in Calgary, so he knows what kind of what he's doing. I'm just following him in, and just as we get in the door, you start seeing flames come up through the vents behind you. He gets a couple steps in, and he's like, feel that? It's like a spongy floor. And he's like, get the hell out of here. We pulled out, we go around to the other side, spray some water and come back to that front door and the whole floor is gone. And it's like, that kind of sticks in my head. It's like, if we stayed in there for a split second longer, it would have been a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. You'll made it. Yeah. <laughs> so your wife going to listen to this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a long time ago. Was was I haven't told her that story yet. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> hmm. Brad, you ready? Sure. <laughs> I had avoided it this whole time. Damn it. <laughs> One of them that sticks out is probably when I was a new guy here, and I'm sure these guys know which story I'm going to tell here. Uh, we had a call for a goose frozen <laughs> to the ice. <laughs> so, which animal stories you go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's been a few. So, goose frozen to the ice. We go, and it's like the perfect conditions of ice where it's probably 100 feet off from shore. You move a little bit on the ice, you break through. Move a little bit, break through. So by the time you get to this poor guy, you're like pretty bagged. And I finally get to him, we have um, the sled with us and I'm looking at it and I'm like, is this thing dead or <laughs> alive? And so it ended up, it was still alive. It was just so cold that it wasn't moving, it wasn't fighting me. So put a blanket over it, broke it free, put it on the sled, we brought it back and they, homeowners took it to the vet for us but that one will stick with us because especially that winter into the summer would just happen to be like animal call animal call animal call for me like maybe a couple months later there was a a little fire lady kept some geese like in her backyard and chickens and stuff <laughs> and she had like a heater yeah. outside in the their little yeah so here we are we show up this back of this house is on fire and we go and all these geese are like they're like trapped in this in this fence and we gotta like get them out and like get them to a safe spot and 
yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm... That's good training for, like, real firefighting. Yeah, on, right? I'm just the goose whisperer. <laughs> That's all I'm good for, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Quinn, what do you got? I think mine would be one of our big structure fires that we had and just being so understaffed, how bagged we were going through after we finished off a couple of bottles and just really seeing how useless you are when you have no backup. How your body with, depletes. Yeah, yeah, and how fast it depletes when you're in the heat and you're working as hard as you can like that's crazy for me every time you guys go to a fire right like everyone else like you're gonna have two bottles then rehab yeah you guys are gonna have two bottles then you're gonna have a bottle of water and then you're gonna have two more bottles and then <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have a bottle of water and then you're gonna have two more bottles so that, that part is that's yeah, pretty crazy all right all right derek it's gonna be a water rescue story I was sitting in my backyard, and uh, my neighbor is actually a, a captain acting DC here, and huge storm rolls across the lake, like just out of nowhere we'll get these storms, and it's just white caps and heavy wind, and there's a bunch of boats out there, and there's probably instantly four sailboats just flip, and then you're watching the Zodiac that's out there trying to help them, just like porpoise in the water, and all of a sudden it goes up in the air and just boom, straight on, on his back. So I called Brent. I was like, uh, we should probably go help because there's a lot of shit going on right now. Like, it's chaos out there. So we go to the hall. I get on the back of the sea and that thing's not comfortable, that board that you're just slapping your, your body against. <laughs> but we're flying through the water, and it's pretty cool just, like, jetting from sailboat to sailboat to sailboat, seeing everybody's okay, getting the Zodiac guy, and just kind of cruising around with that while the big boat did its thing and just kind of triage the whole situation. So that was a pretty cool call to be involved in because that thing doesn't get much use, but when it does, it's fun. But when it does, it's, it's yeah. yeah. And when you talk about waves, they're like two-foot waves. Yeah. They're not like, no, like, not like real yeah, waves. Yeah. Firefighting across the country. What do you see or hear that makes you wonder? So you're looking at social media, YouTube, firefighting magazines. What, uh, what makes you excited? What makes you sad? What makes you think? I think the biggest one that sticks out right now is just the issues with AHS that we're seeing everywhere. It's not just Calgary. It's across the world, pretty much. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's true. You know, every uh, province I go to across this country, it's it's a mess, right? How the ambulances stack up at the hospitals and uh, having to wait for ambulances for forever. And I don't know what the big change was. It's not like we had this huge population boost, right? Yeah, and, probably a lot of guys booking off sick now and ever since COVID. Yeah, COVID didn't help. That people, mental, mental illness and... Yeah, stress and yeah. staffing issues you can't keep medics around and baby can't boomers can't, can't get any yeah. it's the baby boomers <laughs> baby boomers are <laughs> aging <laughs> out that's probably what it's like right like everybody's got a dart they're all throwing them Stoosh, like, aren't you one of those <laughs> <laughs> come on oh, come on he has a couple good answers and now he's a jokester yeah, too right? yeah, yeah, he's just a guy Oof. Just trying to get my head back in the just game here. Just take a break, right. save one life, and I guess all of a sudden Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> How about you guys? What do you see? I see staffing issues everywhere. Like everyone's short staff. Yeah, especially down here, eh? Like the, all of these cities grow so fast. It's crazy. You know, every week I try to go and drive some of these neighborhoods. And it's just incredible. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That, that part's crazy. We just switched to AFRAX, mm -hmm. which isn't that new in Alberta, but it's a big deal down here for us to be on that. Brent, you did a lot of work on that. What did you think of all that? That was 
pretty cool to go through for sure. It was a long project. Started probably August-ish last year was when we first started mulling it over and we're, we're just went live and we got a few more things to tackle, but that was a very cool project that's much better than what we did have. Yeah, that digital system is good, right? I mean, it yeah. either works or it doesn't, and when it works, it works 100%. Yeah, it was huge on this last fire we had when we had mutual aid, and you're just, bam, using the same channel, and it's crystal clear, and yeah, it makes a world of a difference. Just one thing your IC doesn't need to worry about is being able to communicate with the right people at the right time. Yeah, it was pretty bad before, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's better now, right? Okay, so here at Chestermere, obviously the city's growing, right? Uh, I don't know, it feels like a few hundred people every second day in the town, right? <laughs> and so we're grappling with growing the service, right? What, what are you excited for? What are you sad for? What are you, you know, what do you think is going to be awesome? What part? Let's start with you, Quinn. I think just restructuring our department's a positive and how we're getting actual training and growing a more of a standardized process. Yeah, ha having a, a plan, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Derek? I'm just excited to have uh, hopefully a four-man engine, two-man rabbit crew again. It was, when I first started here, paid on call, that was the, the system, right? You had four in the engine, two in the rabbit, and then went to three and two, and then went to four and and then to three and then working to back up you know kind of down and back up so it'll be it'll be good to get those numbers up again yeah exactly so it'll be nice it'll be different on calls adjusting that again but it's a good different right i actually just found out the other day that the rabbit crew actually stands for something yeah just quick they're like no, it stands for, I already forgot, but like basically all the trucks yeah, and all the yeah. jobs that yeah. everyone could do. And I was like, well, that's actually pretty cool now. <laughs> now I feel bad for thinking you're all this weird. Like, this weird name. <laughs> Why would they name it Rabbit? I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that part's good. How about you, Brent? No, I'm excited to see the growth and kind of be a part of that. It's like, you know, we're, this department's been around for a long time now, but it's still, we're building something all together and we're a part of that, building that. And our voice kind of matters in that. And just to see, you know, our family of guys growing to hopefully get to eight and split off to a second station, that's very cool, very exciting. Yeah, there's some big pieces to come, man. Eh? Like building a fire station is a, it's supposed to be like a once in a career type thing. Yeah. I've been lucky to be part of a few now, but uh, that, that'll be exciting for everyone, right? When you see the plans and then you yeah, see the breakdown, and, right? It's it's real now. And then, you know, stop every month or so and kind of see what's going on. It's That part's cool. New trucks is always cool, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. 2025. 2025, <laughs> baby. <laughs> How about you, Nick? What, uh, what are you excited for? I think I'm excited well, good and bad is going to be all the change like we talked about. You know, the growing city, the growing department, like all that stuff is going to be exciting. But at the same time, it's scary and all that stuff. But it's Trying it's to keep up. Yeah, it's good that and you're you know, already behind. It's good that you're going to like you said. All of us are going to be a, a part of building something. Like when our careers are done, we're going to be able to say that we left our mark on this place. Yeah, for sure. And, you, and you'll definitely leave it better than you found it. Right? That's mm -hmm. just how it goes and how it grows. 
I, I love it because like you guys are on here last night so you'll switch to four days off and like by the time you come back there'll be 10 things that we got to talk about right yeah. and it's that always just blows my mind I'll be like can I talk to you guys about yeah this? exactly <laughs> so that part's cool all right lightning round lightning round magic lamp time everybody gets a wish how you can make the fire service better that could be here locally Chesmere fire service or globally something bigger that you want for the whole fire service Derek are you ready sure let's you do it ready. Yeah. yeah oh yeah first Just... wish don't waste it don't wish for more wishes um, I, I, <laughs> I think I just, I wish that everybody had the equipment that they need to be safe. Like you talk about manpower and manpower is great and it's necessary, right? But if you don't have that right equipment to be safe to do your job, then that's, you're hamstringed, right? So if every department, the volunteers, like all the way up to big cities, like have the exact same high end, top quality equipment, then they're already starting on the right foot, right? That's kind of, I think, essential to what you're doing. We're pretty blessed here to have amazing equipment, and that helps a lot. So. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. Boy, I've been to fire halls that are, you know, barbecues, bake sales, bottle drives all day long, and yeah. they, they just can't get the money, right? So. Yeah, anything they can, expire gear and all that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn, you going next? I think back to... EMS and getting a proper system figured out and whatever that looks like, but wow, big wish, Quinn. It's a, it's a big one. You're swinging for the fence here today, my friend. <laughs> so right. I had to do two medicals. <laughs> <not. laughs> I see how it's yeah. going. Exactly. Yeah. Every day gets worse. So this is horrible. When you go on the truck and you're like, how long is EMS? And you're like, Hour 30, half, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. You're like, oh my. Yeah. Like that is it is a yeah, and I mean there's so many smart people working on it, they just can't get it figured out. Yeah, yeah. Yet. But, uh, yeah. I wish I knew what to do, but I don't. So that's a that would be a good one to use a wish on for sure. All right, two for two, good ones so far. Who's next? I'm gonna spin off what Derek said and instead of equipment, just staffing. If you have enough people to do the job. Because yeah. four and a fire is just not enough. And when we got four for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, yeah. that's, and, 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 and like I know we're not the only ones. Over, yeah, we're, we're definitely not the only ones throughout the country. And that's, it's a huge ask. It's a big, big ask, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta have the right people, the right equipment, all that stuff for sure. My wish is that all municipalities had all the money they need to have staffing equipment, AHS needs to be running or EMS, whatever you wanna call it. That's my wish. Money. Isn't that like wishing for more wishes. That's I, I said wish money. Unlimited money is kind of like unlimited. Wishes. I wish that Shrat right. would fall in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It must be getting late. You guys are getting punchier. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. The other day we were sitting here and we were talking about trucks, and uh, on that whiteboard right behind us here. We were talking about quints and aerials and rescues and heavy rescues and rescue pumpers and right. And so, each one of you, this is on my last question, I promise. I want you to tell me out of all of those trucks we talked about, right? Dozen trucks or so, the ones we have and the ones we need, which is your favorite and which one can you not wait to get? You get to go first, Cap. You're first. Wait to get? Yeah. Probably, I want. 
see what this rescue can do and what's going to be on it and everything like that. I think that'd be kind of cool what to it's learn look like. what's going to look like, what's going to have on it, the training that's going to come with it. So you picked rescue. So now, do you want to walk in or walk around? What's your favorite? Do you like to go in the in. back? Or? I want in. Yeah, you like yeah. the in. Yeah, I've never seen one of those. So I want to. I want in. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. on, on in. Come on in. Put me in. At least the devil. In. All right, Brent, you're next. I'm a huge fan of our aerial, and I'm happy we get to keep it for longer. We're just going to do a little work, and it's a beautiful truck. Very cool to play with. Yeah, you know, that open air fire really opened up my eyes to the power of that truck and what it can do, right? Mm -hmm. Get so far into the house and, and get over top of it and with that articulating platform. That's pretty and nice. Nothing yeah, it can do once it's up and running. Right? Yeah. So. It's pretty quick to get up and run into. Yeah, it's it really considering. Was, right? yeah. You know, you hear it, you hear everyone talk about it, and then you go to that big fire like that. It was a game changer, no yeah. question about it. So. Well, we're lucky here. We got like such good guys to maintain the thing. Like the thing's still impeccable. However, many years later, 10, 11, 12 years it later. Like around, you know, the rest of Canada hear nightmares about that type that that make and and uh, yeah. not yours. Your yours mm -hmm. works every time, so. All right, Derek. I love our tender. Like it's as much as I don't like doing tender shuttles. <laughs> when you like compare our tender to all the other ghetto stuff around here, like it is just the Cadillac. Like powerful, handles well, and just it can do anything. Like if you need it to be an engine, it can be an engine. Like I've pumped on a giant woodshed fire before with it, and it's fine. Like it's the old Mack truck. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I love it that truck. Really, I actually take a picture of that and send it out now that you mentioned it so everyone can know what it looks like. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's uh, the hood ornament on there too. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> like the oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Quinn. Yeah, I think like my favorite is probably the aerial, but again, I'm excited to see what this rescue is going to be. Like Stu said, just getting rid of our old rescue. Yeah, <laughs> our, <laughs> our our call it. Yeah. Yeah. slash rescue. Yeah, just the faster that thing's gone, the better. And that's the thing, if you outfit it properly, and I'm excited to see what it's going to be like. Yeah, I think rescues are always a big puzzle, right? There's lots of pieces to put in there, yeah. and lots of things to think about. And it's in or is it out and where you know, want to yeah. you blow your water on and yeah for sure it's it's always a, a fun project to work on our rescue for sure so all right d shifts i appreciate it thanks for uh coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts and everything with everyone and we got her done somehow some way three calls later two calls later we got her done <laughs> thanks more for the on my bucket list <laughs> yeah season two episode 19 with d shift chestmere fire thanks everyone Thanks for listening to Growing Up Fire today. Follow me on Instagram at Chief Coots to comment or send questions. We appreciate your support.